Thank you. You wanted to be first. Blessed be the holy name. Thank you, Father. Mikazubra Ibrandi Rinike Reneke. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And so, Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory and adoration. We say, be thy exalted in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because you are the one that works in us, both to will and to do of your own good pleasure. We thank you for the abundance of grace. We thank you for the gifts of righteousness. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your love. We say, be thy exalted in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you teach us tonight in the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, we ask that you come and lead us today in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We declare over this meeting that there is no disagreement. There is no contention in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name, we're prayed. Um, hello and welcome to night school today. I'm very um, excited to be with us tonight, even as we begin this series on how to be led by the Spirit. <clears throat> Excuse me. We can also call it the leading of the Spirit, whichever way you prefer it. I discovered that one of the challenges that the children of God have as believers is that we don't know how to be led by the Spirit. And in a lot of times, we are led by our senses and by the flesh most of the time. And because of this, we are unable to experience what God has said. Or what God has for us. A lot of times we are unable to walk according to the will and plan of God for our lives. And the reason is simply because we don't know how to stay in this way. We don't know how to be led by the Spirit of God. Now, Romans, we have just three to six scriptures to read today, so we'll be fast. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. I'll be reading all scripture from my end to avoid any kind of uh, disruptions or interference. But you can read along with me. 
Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. Throughout this series, which will continue next week Thursday, this is our anchor scripture. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I repeat again, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, let's look at the scripture a bit. This scripture implies two things. One, that the Spirit of God is the seal of sonship. That the Spirit of God that is to say the Holy Spirit is the seal the only way we can know for sure that you are a son of God is that you have the Spirit of God so for a believer that has not been baptized or that has not received the Holy Ghost they are missing this important seal. Now, the second thing that this scripture implies is that the sons of God are intended to be led by the Spirit of God. Now, if a man is born again, but is yet to receive the Spirit of God, it will be hard for such a man to receive direction from God. I will together now. It is going to be hard for the man to be led by the Spirit of God. Tonight, we just want to look at the, an introduction and we must understand this. What does it mean to be led by the Spirit of God? What does it mean? What does it mean to be led? by the Spirit of God. To be led generally means to be shown the way in which to go by leading, by the way of leading. How do I put this? That if you are being led to do something, that means you are not just being told that this is the way. I want to get it now. Someone is going along with you or someone is going in front of you you are only following the person that is going. So what this instruction means is that for a believer, everything that we do must be that we are following the intention to keep him better than praise God. That is, I'm so sorry, there, is, there continues to be a breach when we're happening again. I don't know what's wrong with the reception. Now, this is what I'm saying. That for everything that you intend to do, for the believer, for the sons of God, it must be that the person is being led, following the intention of God regarding that. 
So if what we do is not the intention of God, we can't be said to be led by the Spirit of God. And this is where the challenge is. We prefer to do things by our experience. We prefer to outsource our leading than to be led by the Spirit of God. Now that we have looked at what it means to be led by the Spirit of God, okay, we have said again, let me repeat, that to be led is to follow the plan, the intention, and the leading of the Spirit of God. Now the question is, does the Spirit of God lead? Praise God. The question is, does the Spirit of God lead? The answer is yes. Jesus, while talking to the disciples, he told them that it is expedient for him to leave. That when he leaves, he is going to pray the Father, and the Father will send another comforter who will be our guide, who will be our standby. Part of the many things that the Lord Jesus called the Holy Spirit is the word guide and stand by and helper so the holy spirit does not just lead he also guides and to guide means to that's true which something is done now what this means is that after you have received direction from god the job of guiding is done by the holy spirit and not by any other person it is not by your pastor. It is not by your bishop. It is not by the, any prophet. But by the Spirit of God. It is because children of God find it difficult to follow the leading of the Spirit that we outsource this leading of the Spirit. For some reason, it is easier for a believer to trust the Spirit of God in a man that he deems to have more authority than himself, than to trust the same spirit of God that is in him. Now, this is the challenge. What this ultimately means is that if a man does not have the Holy Spirit, it will be difficult for him to be guided by God. Let's clear that now. Without the Holy Spirit, guidance and direction is very difficult. Such a believer would have to rely on dreams and, uh, you know, probably word of wisdom and word of knowledge from prophets, of a man of God, or even the experience of some men of God, and the information available in books for them to be led. And they could be wrong. Sincerely speaking, they could be wrong they could be wrong. Now, let me be frank with us. In the New Testament, the intention of God is that you are to be led by the Spirit of God, not by any person. Then what is the role of a prophet that is carrying the prophetic office in the New Testament? The role of a prophet is to release uh, or let me put it this way, is to confirm 
for the believer. What the word of God has already said, or what the person has already heard from God. But because if you can't hear from God, you can't be sure that the said prophet heard from God. And this is why there are many misleadings in the spirit in the, in the body of Christ. People have been led to do many funny things. I remember one person walking up to me. That was some weeks ago, and telling me to go and put a cup of water at night in the dew, and then add sand, add salt, and then put it in the dew, let it rest for some hours, and then come back around 4 a.m., telling me even the time to do that. And then I should now use the water to burn, that the water will cancel all of these supposed cobwebs that his head has carried. And I waited for this man of God to finish whatever it is that he wanted to say. This said man of God. I will together now. And I told him that me that you are looking at, I am born of God. I have overcome the world. The victory that overcometh the world is my faith, not in my efforts. The moment I open my mouth, I say, ah, this guy is a pastor. If you follow after prophecy up and down, you will be misled. I can bet it with you. You can't build your life on prophecies. Hear this very well. If you are a child of God, your best bet at direction is the Holy Spirit. And the beginning of getting direction from the Holy Spirit is from the Word of God. Because even the Holy Spirit will lead you according to the Word of God. Like I said earlier, today we are just doing an introduction. For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Led by the Spirit of God, not led by prophets, not led by dreams. Because dreams and interpretation can be misleading. But what is not misleading is the Holy Spirit that is in you. But how do you train yourself to listen to the Holy Spirit? We'll come to that. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. Proverbs chapter 20, from verse 27. The Bible says that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. We are looking into how does the spirit of God in us lead us. Because the Bible says that uh, as many are led by the spirit of God, they are the source of God. How exactly does this spirit lead you? How exactly does the Holy Spirit that is in you lead you? Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27 says, The spirit of man, here everybody, is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. And the Bible says that God does not look at outward appearance. He looks at the heart. 
how is he able to see the heart? Because the heart now, that is the spirit, is his candle. The heart is his what? Is a scandal. So what it means is that even the Holy Spirit that is in you does not lead you directly. It's not like the Holy Spirit speaks to your ear directly. It's not like it comes to you and it appears to you in the dream directly. You know, it's not like until you hear bagown, bagown, bagown in your ears. This is the way in which you must go. No, 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 no. The Spirit of the law, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Searching all the inward parts of the belly, meaning that the Holy Spirit speaks to you through your spirit. Or better put, the Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit. And this is why it is difficult for men to receive the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit speaks, it is authoritative in nature. So there are some times when you have to do certain things that is beyond your own personal life. When it comes to the ministration and manifestation of God in you to other people, the Holy Spirit will speak to you directly so that you can go ahead and do what is needful at that moment. But for your personal life, you will have to learn to listen to your spirit to get the direction of the Holy Spirit. Have we distinguished the two now? Now, let's say to this, that man, that man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in the body. So, Man is not the body. Man is not the soul. Man is it. Are we together now? As everything that the man has, except a body. How do I put this? The spirit has all the components of man that you can see, except a body. What I'm saying is this, that your spirit has eyes, it has ears, it has nose, it has mouth, it has mind. Your spirit, not the related spirit, has the mind of its own. This mind is what the Bible calls the mind of Christ. So when the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God, he reveals them to the mind of your spirit. And you pick it from there. So if a man does not know how to listen to his spirit, there is a problem. Somebody said there is a problem. So the challenge is not that God is not speaking to you. That is not the thing. The thing is that you don't even know how God is speaking to you. I will look at now. Now, if man is a spirit, hear this. The Holy Spirit lives in the spirit of man. Romans 8, 16. Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. The Holy Spirit 
lives in the spirit of man. Itself, Romans 16, and the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. Hmm? That we are the children of God. So what this means is that the Holy Spirit witnesses with your spirit. And then you know that you are a child of God. Once again, he is the seal of sonship. He is the confirmation of your sonship. Because he is God in you. Now, the Holy Spirit lives in your spirit. It then means that the Holy Spirit leads you from your spirit. That is to say, the Holy Spirit leads your spirit. As I said earlier, the Holy Spirit does not speak to the mind of a believer. The Holy Spirit speaks to the mind of the spirit of the believer. This is why the Bible says that Romans 8 says, to be carnally minded is dead. That is to live by the mind of the flesh or the mind of the soul now is that. But it's to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That is to listen to the mind of your spirit at all times will lead to life and peace. So if you, if you can settle now that the Holy Spirit lives in the spirit and reveals things to the mind of your spirit. Then it then means that the Holy Spirit leads you from your spirit. So it is then important for you to know that the leading you seek will come from your spirit. Are we together? So instead of just, hear me everybody, instead of waiting a good number of times, Instead of hoping for the direction of God, as you train your spirit, you can go from the point of waiting on the Lord to the point of knowing what to do at every point in time. Praise God. This is something that is spectacular about the Lord Jesus. He didn't have to pray for direction. He was already accustomed to the Lord, uh, to the Holy Spirit. They understood each other well. If I may say, they understood each other well. And so every time he needs to do something, he just goes ahead and do it. Just remaining two points I want to mention and then we'll go. But hold on to this. Is that you know what to do at every point in time. This is what Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 was saying that when you are filled with the knowledge of his will, it will lead to all wisdom and spiritual understanding. By virtue of having the 
Holy Spirit in you, you know. They come to you, they bring an opportunity, you look at it, you don't bother. You know that this is just not it. There's an English spiritual word for this, it is called discernment. I want to get it. The ability to discern comes from a relationship with the knowledge of the will of God. Now, two things. As I've said before, that the Holy Spirit, if we can settle this now, that the Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit and leads you from your spirit. So who receives the leading is your spirit, not your physical senses. The person that receives the leading is your spirit and not your physical senses. So if you are hoping that maybe the direction will come to your physical senses, you are wrong. Now, you and I would have now discovered that there were many times that you just know that this is the right way, but you refuse to take it because it did not make sense. Now, at every point of those times, you have refused to follow the leading of the Spirit. Praise God. I was going Praise God. Now, I just got a question. I'm yet to distinguish between my spirit and the Holy Spirit. Let me talk about this for two more minutes. Now, praise God. When a man receives the Lord Jesus, okay, when he receives the Lord Jesus, what happens in him is the recreation of the spirit. It is the spirit that is born of God. I want to get it now. And the man is the spirit. So you, for example, now, are a spirit. Because God is a spirit. And so the God that gave back to you is a spirit. Through the work of redemption that Lord Jesus wrote, if it is true that God gave back to you, then he gave back to a spirit. This is very different from the Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus was trying to explain these two, and he used a type to explain to the Samaritan woman. We know that water is a type of the spirit. He told the woman, that I will give you a water and it will spring up into you a well of water that you will test no more. By this, it was referring to a new spirit in her that spills forth into a well of water. But then he went on to say in another verse that he that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. In fact, at some point in time, there's no time to look at all of these scriptures. He, he went ahead and shouted, Come unto me, all ye that test. Come and drink of me. And this water will spring unto you 
rivers of living waters. And then the scripture says it was talking about the Holy Spirit that men should receive. So what we are saying is that you are different. You, you are different from the Holy Spirit. The person bearing your name before God is not the Holy Spirit, is your spirit. If we, are we clear on that now? Now, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God that has come down after the Lord Jesus went up. He is the comforter, the standby. He is here in order to help us to be able to live the way we are meant to live. That is why he lives in our spirits. Miss Charity, are you clear on that now? It's very important that we understand that there is a difference. And this is why the Bible says that, and the spirit beareth witness with our spirits. Two spirits now. So as you are standing there in your body, there are two spirits. The Holy Spirit is living in your spirit that is if you are baptized and you have received the holy ghost so this is why if you have not received the holy ghost it is going to be tough for you to be led by the spirit praise god now ah, i'm looking at the time now in order for you to be able to uh, train your spirit to follow the leading of the spirit there is one step to take somebody say one step one step one step first off you must train your spirit to listen to the holy spirit and how do you train your spirit to listen to the holy spirit through the word of god now hebrews chapter one verse one i need also see something here in the scripture so for a believer, the starting point to receiving direction is a relationship with the world. A man that does not have a relationship with the word of God will find it difficult to follow the leading of the Spirit. Hebrews 1, chapter 1. It says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets so god speaks to man in times past god leads men in time past by the prophets he says as in this last day spoken to us can somebody say spoken to us so god has first spoken to you first off by his son to whom he has appointed here of all things and by whom also he made the worlds he has spoken to us by his son whom he has appointed here of all things by whom also he made the world so if there is confusion about the son he's talking about he said i am referring to the son through which he made all things and first, the book of John, chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the world, and the world was with God, and the world was God. Through the world was all things made. 
and nothing was made without him that was made. And then in verse 14, it says, the word became flesh and we beheld him. So it is the word of God that became the son. Are we together now? So God has spoken to you and I, first off, through his word. If you did not hear, you did not hear. So the first point of reference for direction for a believer is the word of God. Are we together? The first point of reference for direction is the what? Is the word of God. If you can find the word of God that speaks regarding what you intend to do, then the work of guidance, you become able to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Are we together? Without laying this foundation of guidance on the world, there's a problem. So for a believer that is not filled with the Holy Ghost yet, you can first start from the world. You can start from the what? From the world. The word of God is complete. He says, God has spoken. In fact, even the Holy Spirit is going to lead you according to the word of God. I want to get it now. Praise the Lord. Even the Holy Spirit is going to lead you according to the word of God. So if you don't have the word of God inside of your spirit, you are going to have a tough time getting what your spirit has said. So for many believers, they are not so engaging their spirit so they can receive direction from the spirit. In fact, a lot of times, the word of God that they are reading is storing up in their brains and unable to touch their spirits. And when this is the case, you can receive direction from the Holy Spirit. So it is the lack of understanding of these dynamics that makes children of God outsource their leading. They want to trust another man that if you ask a better relationship with God and rather build a relationship with the world. The starting point, I repeat, is a relationship with the word of God. I want to get a ladies and gentlemen. I want to get The starting point is a Praise God. The world will do two things for you in your journey. One, the word of God will serve as the foundation that is needed for you to begin your relationship with the Holy Spirit. That is one. Two, the word of God will help you to fill your spirit up with the required knowledge that is needed to subdue your mind. This is what is meant by training your spirit. I want to get it now. For many people, their mind has subdued their spirits 
so they can't hear from God. Their minds. Their mind have subdued their spirit. So they can't receive from God. And as long as their mind has kept their spirit under subjection, they will follow the leading of the mind. So aside from it serving, aside from the word, serving as a foundation to begin a relationship with the world, it is also going to help you train your spirit. So when you constantly train your spirit to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, are we together? Then you can experience direction from the Holy Spirit. Is that clear now? Don't worry, this is only the introduction. We're not talking about everything today. We are building a foundation. These are the major things that we have said today. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in the body. The Holy Spirit lives in the spirit of the man. The Holy Spirit leads the spirit of the man. The Holy Spirit leads the spirit of the man. And we have said that the word of God is the foundation for direction and relationship with the Holy Spirit. So even if you have not been baptized, that is, you have not received the Holy Spirit, you can still be led along with the word of God. You will still get results. But the best way to do this is to have the Holy Spirit. Because even though the word of God leads you, I mean, even though the word of God shows you the direction to go, you still need to be guided by the Spirit of God. Because if you are not guided, you might take too long to arrive at the destination. If you are not guided, okay, you can even go in the wrong way, in the right direction. If you are not guided, you might miss the understanding of time and season. Many people today are on the right way, but because they are not being guided by the Holy Spirit, they don't have an understanding of time and, and seasons, they are tired. Are we together? They are tired. God has indeed told them, I have called you to come and do this. Say, for example, I have given you a vision. And you are in the middle of the vision, you are frustrated at the vision. Because you don't have the Holy Spirit. And then you go to God. And you keep crying before God. And then the issue will now be, how will God speak to you now that you have the Holy Spirit? Because you are asking God to guide you. The job that the Holy Spirit is intended to do. And so if you don't have, as long as you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can't be guided that way. I mean, you can be shown the way as far as the word of God goes, but you still need the in-depth guidance. Do it this way. Go this way. Go this way. Pray now. Pray this way. Pray this manner. Pray. Are we together? Not just trying to pray blindly. 
The Holy Spirit can tell you, can wake you up in the middle of the night and tell you, stand up. Now, begin to pray in this manner. Begin to pray in this manner. Begin to pray in this manner. Even though your mind does not know what you are praying, because you are praying in the Spirit, your spirit understands what it is that you are praying about. And then what is your stillness is the manifestation. You cannot, we cannot overemphasize the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Are we together? Praise God. Now, let me say this once and for all. This is the last point I want to make tonight, and then we'll look at three more scriptures and go. He said, This is the point. The voice, the spirit that is in you, your spirit has its own voice. Your spirit, the spirit of a man has its own voice. The spirit of a man has his own voice with which he speaks. Okay. We have said that the Holy Spirit leads your spirit, and then the direction comes from your spirit. I will look at it now. So the way it works is that you know what to do because the Holy Spirit has spoken to your spirit. You, this, you might hear from God, yes. You might hear it can be so audible in your ears, yes. But most of the time, the way it works is that you know in your spirit. There is a still small voice. There is a what? A still small voice from your spirit. That still small voice is not the voice of the Holy Spirit. That is the voice of your spirit. That we call the conscience. Praise God. So, the voice of your spirit is your conscience. I was going now. Your spirit itself speaks. It speaks to you directly. And the voice of your own spirit is what you call the conscience. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. Let's look at the word of God together. That's Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5. It says, Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart. Look at this. That this is the summary of the commandment. Love. I hope you know that love is the same thing as charity here. Because the closest word to the love as commanded by God is charity. It says, Love out of a pure spirit because every time the bible talks about art is referring to the center of the man that is the spirit of the man it says love out of a pure spirit now hear this and of a good conscience that is when the spirit is pure it speaks and of a good conscience and of faith on fame. 
Hallelujah. In fact, this Bible is saying that when you speak forth, this is scripture saying that when you, your, your spirit hears the word of God, he speaks it forth, then faith comes. That this is how faith comes. That you hear what God has said, hmm? your spirit speaks it forth, and then faith comes. Ah, thank you, Father. So, the word conscience refers to the voice of your spirit. First Timothy 3 9. Let's look at this one too. It says, Holding the mystery. Was it likewise must the deacons from eight? Likewise must the deacons be grave, not double tongued, not given too much wine, not greedy or filthy lucre. Now, nine. Holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. Holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. Now, lastly, First Timothy chapter four and verse two. It says, "Now the Spirit speaks expressly." Hear this: that in the later times, for some shall depart from the faith, giving it to seducing spirits. Uh -huh. This is another one. And this is what is happening today. That there are seducing spirits. Spirits that seduce you to do their will. They influence you to think in a particular way and take certain decisions. And if care is not taken, you will agree with them. If care is not taken, you will operate with them, you will cooperate with them. If care is not taken, you will be like them. So, but the Spirit is telling us now that it is going to happen. Now it says, they will be speaking lies in hypocrisy and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That they are, this kind of people have gotten to a level that they have taught the mouth of their spirit. That even though the voice of their spirit is telling them that what they are doing is wrong, that what they are teaching is wrong, that what they are having the people of God do is wrong. I want to get it now. They would still not listen and continue to teach that wrong thing. So I have come to tell you again that another way that we are led by the spirit is through our conscience. That is the voice of our spirit. But this is it. Hear this. The voice of your spirit. I mean, your only spirit, your spirit will only speak out what it said. Perhaps I should repeat this. Your spirit will only say what it has said. Now, let me shock you. If your spirit is not trained with the word of God. That is, you, you don't speak the word of God to your spirit. All you speak are heresies, seditions, you know. All you speak are, you know, lies that are not true. Your spirit is going to be filled with these lies. Believe these lies and communicate these lies despite the fact that you are a son of God. 
This is why you have to be careful about the doctrines that you believe in. I give you a practical example. That the, the child of God believes that he has foundational problem is a problem. I'll be frank with you. If you are under a teaching that there is a probably a foundational problem from your father or mother's side, I want to get it now. And you've been under that teaching for a while. Your spirit will believe that lie, communicate that lie. And when some things happen, your, the voice of your spirit will tell you that this is as a result of the foundational problem that you have. And the truth of the matter is this. You don't have a foundational problem. But that is what you have told your spirit. Do we understand this dynamic? I need somebody to respond on the group. Do we understand these dynamics? This is why Jesus said that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The, the reason the truth will set you free is that when you know the truth, it will enter into your spirit. Your spirit will understand it, digest it, and speak it forth. Then faith will arise. And so once faith arises, you are set free. I have seen this in manifestation time and again. Time and again. This is why we we'll joined the curtain tonight. That the voice of your spirit is an important part of the leading of the spirit because it is the voice of your spirit. But you have to beware because it can only speak forth what it has heard. So if you don't have the Holy Spirit and your mind is untrained, I mean, sorry, and your spirit is untrained with the word of God, there will not be that that person will still be behaving like an unbeliever. You'll be so shocked. This is a believer redeemed. Jesus has paid the price. But because, one, they don't have the Holy Spirit, two, they have not been training themselves with the word of God. Even their spirit will not carry the truth. This is why Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, do not be conformed. So there is, please do not make the mistake. There is a possibility to be conformed to the world, despite the fact that you are not like the world. It is so, let nobody lie to you. It is so possible to be like the rest of the world, despite being the solution of the world. It is so possible to look like part of the problem of the world, despite the fact that you are the solution. Listen to me. It is so possible to be in darkness in the world, despite the fact that you are the light of the world. What will cause the difference the manifestation of the difference are we together is in the renewing of your mind as the bible puts it that is the equipping of your spirit with the word of god in the name of the lord jesus are we together 
So we must understand how these things work. We must understand how they work. So let's settle this now. If you are yet to be baptized or to receive the Holy Ghost, please, I would like you to uh, send me a personal message so that we can solve that problem now. The second issue, the second step to, to being led by the Spirit of God is to equip yourself with the Word of God. By the grace of God, next week, Thursday, we're going to pick this discussion up from here, right at this point. I move on to the next page. We need to understand how to engage our spirit, how to train our spirit, and allow it to listen to the instructions of the Holy Spirit at every point in time. Because as a believer, I'm telling you the truth, you can know what to do at every point in time. Without first having to ask the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, what should I do? You can know what to do at every point in time without first going to God on your knees and sitting in your closet waiting for hours, days, yet to hear from God. If Jesus did not do that, it is because he has first spent about 20-something years training himself, his spirit, with the word of God. He trained his spirit for over 25 years with the word of God. And so when he received the Holy Spirit, it became the perfect combination. Ah. You don't understand what I'm saying. When he received the Holy Spirit, coupled with the knowledge that his spirit has been filled with all along, they became the perfect what? Combination. He just knew what to do at every point in time. Do you know the secret of turning water to wine? Praise <laughs> God. Did you know that Jesus never commanded that water to become wine? Never. At least the scripture never said he commanded the water to become wine. He didn't do that. He just said, put water in this uh put water in those uh buckets let's put it that way and they fill those buckets up with water and say take this water to the chairman of the occasion tell him to taste it and he took the water to the chairman of the occasion and by the time he got to the chairman of the occasion it had become wine jesus did not command that water to become wine he just knew the secrets to making that water become wine I'm telling you, my brother, that when you know things, you rest. I go together. I go together. So tonight we have just one prayer point, just one prayer point before we go, before we go to bed. We're going to ask God, the Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for the guidance of the Holy Spirit and the teaching of the Holy Spirit. And in the name of Jesus, I subdue myself. I subdue the flesh. And I receive the teachings of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Can we begin to pray? Amen.